Welcome back. It's been a couple of days. It feels amazing. <laughs> it feels amazing. It, amazing. It feels good. I've had so many takes bubbling up. Okay. And now I now I get to to let them out. Now now you get to open your mouth and it's over. <laughs> And there's a foot in it already. Damn it, guys. Um, I want to start off. I think we should. I think we should start with the NFL playoffs. I had a real life Trent Dilfer moment. I I didn't think that it would ever happen in real life. I was watching uh, the playoffs Saturday evening, and somebody goes, "Hey, you know what? This is a uh, this is do or die for the Patriots." Yeah, and I I just sat there, and I said, you know, you can't lose games and win in the NFL. <laughs> I I don't know how anybody could let that come out of their mouth. It was is despicable. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, we don't know that. Ugh. A question that I also have for you. If you were running a survivor poll, but the trick is that what happens when you have multiple people still in it after the end of week 17? Okay. So, so let, I mean, for example, the one that we were in, the pot was 87, 8,900, somewhere around there. Uh-huh. Um, and but there were still four people left at the end of week seventeen. If you were in, if you were in charge of a pool, are you saying, "All right, well, we're just going to split it," or you say, "Hey, we're going into the wild card weekend. Since there are four of you, you all can just pick one different team to win, or something like that." I don't know. I don't know. I don't think forcing everyone to pick one team is kind of mean. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. What do you, uh, no, I meant like they would each pick different teams. Right, right, right. Yeah. I know. Forcing everyone to like mm. from that is kind of mean. Okay. Because if you or I were still in that position, I would have told you not to pick the Patriots. I also would not have. So. I would have, in fact, we would have been wrong anyway because I would have said there's 0% chance that Kirk Cousins does anything successful. And I would have, I would have been on the Saints, and then I, we probably would have argued about the history of the Saints, and then right. I would have said, "Oh, okay, let's go with the Bills." Then I would have yeah. argued, like there was this weekend was a pretty rough weekend for I think everybody because I think everybody it was, was so bad, but it was so fun to watch though. Mm. Are usually the best ones for some of us. I mean, I was just more so. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was. I really enjoyed it because, I mean, of course, I was wrong on a few things, but hey, you know what? That's a uh, that's a life, I suppose. You know, I uh, I uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with the people at home. Mm. I uh, I did not watch the Patriots game. What? I uh, I did not watch the Patriots game. I did. I, uh, I, I unfortunately had a previous commitment that I had to uh, 
pay a hundred percent of my attention to. Oh, uh, yeah, I had okay. Continue, and, please. And and uh, without without giving too much detail away, uh, I was uh, I had to I had to be in the dark. I had to be in the dark. Uh, so you went to see a movie? No, no. No, 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 no. It, it, not not physically in the dark, but I had to. I had to. Uh, oh, you had to go zero dark thirty. I had. Look I had to go. File. No one can, ta- can ta- contact me. I can't contact them. Ouch. Um. I. Uh, it was not fun. I will. I will fully admit that it was not fun at all. I think. Uh, I think uh, if I had to, to do it again, uh, I would do it exactly the way that I did it. Uh, well, probably with the outcome. And uh, I will, uh, I will, I will leave my my Patriots take for when we cross that bridge. Okay. Well, I let's say uh, let's do the Saints and the Vikings first. Um, this is the third playoff in a year, or excuse me, in a row. 18 or 19, 18, and 17 playoff where the Saints have lost three playoff games in a row on a final drive. Yeah. You there? Uh-huh. Who do you think those three quarterbacks were? Uh, who do I think or who do I know? Who do you know? Case Keenum. Case Keenum was 2017. Uh, obviously, Kirk. Obviously, Kirk, and Jared. I will, and Jared Goff, <laughs> and people have this man in their top ten quarterbacks of all time, and he's getting hosed by Case Keenum. <laughs> not my king, surely not my king. I will, I will say this. I will say this in response to that. I'm only going to say this once. All right. <laughs> I'm only going to say this once. This is not we. This is not in, in a uh, a uh, an indictment on Drew Brees, in my opinion. Mm. Under no circumstances are these last three games an indictment on Drew Brees. I had Michael Thomas for this one. I uh, I, I would say two of the three. I would say two of the three are an indictment on the NFL. So you're definitely going to say the Rams. Or so you're only going to say that Case Keenum was the non-indictment? Yes. I'm only going to say that Case Keenum was a non-indictment. <laughs> that makes it so much better. Um, I didn't think that it was as egregious as 2018. No, but- it wasn't. It was not as, as egregious as 2018. But I think uh, – I think – with the way that the other game happened in the Seahawks-Eagles game, with the way that happened and the way that they called a pass interference there, it's like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Like, can we just – can we not have a one opinion over another opinion? Can we just have a clear-cut letter of the law that says that this is a penalty regardless of what everyone else thinks? Like apparently, that, apparently. that's what this is at this point because that, – because then we're also going to do the catch, and then we're also going to do the overtime rules, and then we're also going to do everything else. But it's like at the end of the day, this was an indictment on the NFL because we we don't know what a catch is anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't know what a pass interference is anymore. And for that matter, 
we really don't know half the rules anymore because we just have a free willy-nilly of, you know, what the hell goes on. Sean Payton tried. He tried to fix it. And I can't tell if 2019 was karma or not. Because in the fashion that they lost, the rules that they had built upon calling pass interference, offensive pass interference, right. maybe maybe it could have, I don't know, maybe it could have lended without having these new rules. I don't really know. Because they didn't seem, I, I don't know if you watched it or not, but somebody that, that did, they really didn't look at it. Really didn't look at it. They did not. They did not look at it for that long. They did not. I will admit that. Yeah, it was uh, especially with the implications on the line. I would have expected them to watch much longer. Look, I, I feel like I feel like we have this discussion every year. Every year, nothing changes, and I think the only thing that w- that should change and will change is the fact that the NFL needs a sky judge. Oh, that's gonna be so good because it'll happen too. It will. Um, it'll happen. Also, we need to get – I mean, I've been kind of beating this drum for a little while, but we need to get more advanced in technology in the sense that I think that teams are hosed. One team is hosed 100% of the time when a punt goes out of bounds. Because when a punt goes out of bounds and it's just sailing, there is a 0% chance that that NFL referee – can look is standing, you know, closer to the end zone, see it go out somewhere in the, you know, the tw- between the 20 and 30 yard line and get it exactly right. Right. A 0% chance. And that means that one of the teams is getting screwed because they're going to overcompensate one way or another. So for me, and, and sports already have this, like tennis already has this to see where it goes out of bounds. So why can't we just use already existing technology and translate it to make the game smarter. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think that referees would be mad or should be mad for that matter about making sure or having these safeguards put in place to make sure that their job is done properly. Now, and, and it, it's one of those things where it's like I don't think anybody wants to have that in their job where it's you know they get uh, uh, you know where they get. Uh, you know, judged upon and, and things change and, and nobody no. likes that in their job. And we know that. Um, but it, it's one of those things where it's like everybody wants the best for the product. Yes. And, and it's only getting hurt with the fact that nobody can agree with what is best for the product. Oh, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, and it was, it was rough to watch too. Um, now, this a specific guy, example I use is pretty, you know, I don't want to say rare, but it's not the thing that we see most often. I would rather them do what you're suggesting and actually get solid rules for everything, but that's just me. Because I, I get it, right? Like, everybody's like, it, everybody's human, everybody's fallible, and, you know, opinions matter, but it's like, come on. At this point, it's like... It needs to be cut or it needs to be cut and dry. There can't be any uh, wiggle room or, or gray area. No, I I am in a hundred percent agreement with you on that, and I think you know, I don't know. I think that we should take pylon cams more into existence. Maybe first down cam pylon cams, just like anything to like help enhance the sport. I think. 
we should not be using as much as I love it because it's fun to say we should not be using the chain gang anymore. Uh, that that takes human air into such into such big of a play. Like we can use cameras to see exactly where that ball is down, so he won't move it a foot one way or a foot the other way to affect the spot of the ball. I think cameras should be doing all of this. I, but, I've been saying I've been saying this for months. Saying, I've actually been saying this for years. We we are in a society where we have sent a man to the moon. Built allegedly, lasers, built lasers and have the ability to create winding, spiraling escalators, and yet we still are a society that allows chains to be declared what is a first down. I love so much that you put as like one of the epitomes of technological advancements, the escalator. <laughs> we could we could do spiraling escalators and yet what do we do? We use a freaking chain to describe what's up first down to us. Well, here we are. Here we are. This is what we deserve. Absolute, this is what we deserve. Absolute nonsense that this country does. Just absolute nonsense. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But I mean, do you have anything on Saints um, Vikings before we move on? Um, I really, I, I don't want this, but I really do at the same time. Uh, I would love it if the NFC Championship game was Vikings Packers. Really? I get a little, get a little rivalry action because I want the Forty ers to win because I want the I want Jimmy G to get a ring in spite of Tom Brady. Mm. But, we're gonna get there in a minute, trust me. Um, but but I, I would I, I think I think everyone would be thoroughly entertained if it's cousins Rogers for the for to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, I, I I'm all in for a good storyline now that I have no dog in the fight. Um, but I would like to say I think Daniel Hunter good at football. I'd argue. I'd argue he's good at oval ball. Good at oval ball, yeah. Just like basketball is round ball. Um, all right, as we evolve, we will move into my favorite game that I got to watch: Bills Texans. That turned into a sneaky good game. That did it, turn into a sneaky good game. It was a great game. Um, you know, they Texans go into the fourth quarter down. And somehow they're able to, to turn it around. The Bills scored points in every quarter, which I'd like to argue is rare for them. Um, but they were also the only team to do it in this round of the playoffs, was to score points in every last single quarter. But the one that counted over time, they could not score. So um, we didn't really have any many of those like OT rules that affected anybody. Right. Um, it, it wasn't like somebody just marched down the field and scored. So, right. and in the game, that's people's usual complaint. This one had a few back and forth. I will. I have no qualms saying that um, I happily rooted for Buffalo the entire game. I wanted to see Bills Mafia actually play the Patriots in in some form and fashion in the playoffs, just because I think that'd be electric city, and I definitely don't get that. I am sad that the Bills are gone because they are fun as hell to watch play. Um, 
but when your leading rusher of the game is a quarterback, that's not great. So not great. Uh, so I, I don't know how to say this without insulting every Bills fan. So I want to apologize for that off the start. If you're a Bills fan and you're going to listen to this, you can just drown me out with some like white noise or something like that. I don't care. Um, I'm not a Josh Allen person. And it's it's nothing – well, it is. It does have everything to do with that, how he plays football. Uh, it has nothing to do with what he does uh, off the field or who he is as a person. I just don't like how he plays quarterback. Okay. Um, I think he is not an accurate thrower. I think he can throw the ball 100 yards down the field, but he doesn't know what direction he's throwing it in. So what we call a gunslinger in the business. That's what we call a bazooka arm with no control. Well, the pr- the problem with that is, is that we've seen a few of them work out really well. So yes, once you yeah. see once you see a rocket arm, everybody goes, "Ooh, Brett Favre!" Like, well, you got to chill out. He's got to at least send a picture of his penis first. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. But but he but Josh Allen has the has the has an arm of a heat seeking missile that doesn't heat seek. It's just a missile that just ends up going, Um, I think he – I think he's going to run himself out of the NFL in five years. And I do mean literally run himself out of the NFL. I don't think he takes smart hits. I think he he does things that uh, make me cringe as a person. And uh, I just – I don't see – I, I, I think he's going to be Marcus Mariota. Interesting. I think he's going to be Marcus Mariota. A, a, after a certain point, they won't this the Bills offense won't run well. They'll bring in somebody else and then they'll run better and it'll be like a better what this offense really should be. Um I just I don't see I just don't see it. That's just me. So for so the best comparison that I have is that the Buffalo Bills will be the Cincinnati Bengals of the 2000s. Oh, where they continually make and subsequently lose every wild card game they're in? Yes. Oh, that I mean, that seems very likely. I mean, in the fact that uh, until, until, you know, Brady and Belichick prove me wrong, I will never pick against them to lose the East. So, under – I mean – and. I'm proud of myself for being right that the Bills would make the playoffs. I, um, I think. I think now. I think honestly now. I think it's kind of come to the point in the AFC where it's like, it's almost like there's going to be one, maybe two AFC South teams. There's going to be one AFC West team, and there's going to be two AFC East teams. I think we've all come to that conclusion. There's going to be one AFC North unless the Browns decide that they want to stop being the Browns and be a football team. What do you mean by that? Uh, like, I assume you mean an acquisition of some sort. I, I would say that if you – if the Browns decide to get Kevin Stefanski to be their head coach, nothing will change in Cleveland. Well, I hope we don't get Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Uh, I think that if the Browns get Josh McDaniels in, the Brown, in their organization, I don't think anything will change. 
Well, then I think we're going to have a bad time then. <laughs> I, I think you needed a Mike McCarthy type to lead you. Somebody who's been to the playoffs before. Somebody who will take you there again. Who's won the Super Bowl before. He's won a Super Bowl before. Who's handled big names before. Yep. I, 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 in, my, in my personal opinion, I think the, what the Cowboys needed and what the Browns needed are the same exact thing. They're the same exact thing. And the Cowboys got the man. All I can hope for, because signs are pointing to McCarthy at the moment. Um, all I hope is if that does happen. What are you talking about? Oh, sorry. So, 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 sorry. McDaniels. McDaniels. My bad. Thank you. Thank you. Um, are, are you behind by like three days? Too many mix. Um, McDonald's. Um, if it does happen, I, I really hope that he has learned from his time in uh oh, I, think he has. I think he has i think yes i think i think he will be a coach that can that can uh that will offensively give you a new a new identity i think the problem that will erupt in cleveland if they do hire mcdaniels is that he is not going to get along with whoever the general manager is because now the browns have done no this side of, of thinking where it's like he needs to have a say in everything that goes on in the football program. So he comes from that Bill side of thinking. And from my understanding is that that's not what the Cleveland Browns are going to do, are going to allow under any circumstances. Well, I, I kind of disagree because that was the big reason why they, they were okay with letting Dorsey walk, or not walk, but in the sense that last season, or not, yeah, actually, last season, last offseason, we had had Bruce Arians say, hey, you know what, guys, I'd be happy to come here. I, you know, I got roots here and all this stuff, but he wanted that same control. He wanted that kind of carte blanche, blank check control. Right. And Dorsey was like, no way, I'm in charge, you could be the head coach and nothing else, and so Bruce Arians clearly did not come to the Browns. We got another large man, but clearly size doesn't matter. Yeah. So it was – that was where things went awry in my mind to where Dorsey was too obsessed with having control to be able to, like, make compromises. So I'm hoping that this will change things a little bit. All right. I, 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 I can get behind that. I just – I am concerned what direction uh, – uh, they want to go in. I- I'm concerned with what direction they want to go in because it seems like it's either McDaniel's or it's Stefanski's job. And and that to me is a problem. I am worried about um I I'm worried about because we did this before actually, believe it or not, with Mangini. Yes. I'm worried about us giving a coach complete control and he can pick his GM and then the coach doesn't work out. And then this GM's like, well, nobody wants him anymore, but you know, what am I to do? Right. What am I to do? Nothing. Clearly. Absolutely nothing. You're not allowed to do anything. 
Yes, which is very unfortunate. But moving on, Seahawks Eagles. Um, I think this game should have been the most exciting of them. I'd also okay. like to say that I love Josh McCown. I I never hated him as a Brown. Obviously, I wish that his winning his winning percentage was higher, as do most people. But I never hated him um, on the Browns. He clearly gives his heart out to whatever team he's on. Um, which I have the utmost respect for. And to see the laundry list of injuries that the Eagles had and the fact that they played to people are calling Russell Wilson the MVP of the league, and he only scored 17 points on a team that won eight games and against a team that had more injuries than starting players. It's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Because even if I, I'd argue that if let's say Ertz was there and let's say Wentz didn't go down, that would have been a far different game. Because I don't think that the Seahawks scored at all in the fourth quarter. No. I don't think uh, the Seahawks did not score at all in the fourth quarter. Neither did the Eagles. No. Well, no. No, no, no. So, any any opinions on possibility of having a flagrant call go unnoticed? Are, are you talking about the Wednesday? I am. Um, look, I, I think – I think again – I think we go back to the, the basis of the original argument that we had to begin with about the NFL and opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, and this is going to upset a lot of people, and I get it, <laughs> but I'm a proponent of this regardless of what you say because I don't care about your opinion 95% of the time. I want targeting to come to the NFL. Okay. I want targeting in the NFL because if 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 we are playing college football, Jadavian Clowney is getting thrown out for that, getting thrown out of that game. Yeah, and his his excuse of oh I was just playing hard and it was incidental and I didn't mean it like that was just complete crap. Like you're going in there leading with your head, like you know exactly what you're doing. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I think that it was yeah. – I, you know, I had seen the hit, and the hit itself looked clean because he just is a very hard player. But the follow-through when Wentz was already on a trajectory down to the ground, and then he can – like, right. and then he dove more and tossed his head down there. Like, you can see him toss his head down there. To me, that's a very easy call. Easy money. Um. But I'd be I'd be more than happy to bring to bring that over here. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we we try to protect the quarterback at all costs, right? We try we are a quarterback protector league, and I get it because you know they are the ones that make the most money in the NFL. But it's like, come on, throw us a bone, would you? I agree. But why do you think 
Why do you think that they're, uh, you know, it's not just the NFL, but it's other sport leagues in general. They're so reluctant to change. Do you think it's because of these like knee jerk reactions that we have? I mean, they, they immediately folded like a house of cards on our knee jerk reaction from last season regarding the saints. So are they now in the business of doing that or what? I don't think so. I I think it has to be egregious. And I think the same thing was egregious. I don't think, uh, I just don't think that, uh, anything regardless of, uh, of anything really, uh, I, I, I think that they won't make changes to any of the major rules this offseason. They may make tweaks, but they aren't going to make fundamental changes like they did, like they did last year. Okay. Okay. Well, um, as much as I think it, how nuts it is, I think that Green Bay will win Seattle against Seattle. While I think Seattle has a far better team, if they play similarly to the way they played yesterday – they're gonna get they're gonna get stomped because you have AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and you somehow have Marshawn Lynch back, which is on a whole another level of awesome. But they failed to utilize their weapons at the right time. So I think they will uh, lose uh, in Green Bay. You know, I think. Uh... Uh... I, I, I think I've read something somewhere where it's like under Pete Carroll, the Seahawks, when they've opened as an underdog, are like 0-4 in the playoffs, I believe. And it's like on the road. Okay. So so I'm leaning pack. I'm leaning pack. I need to see what the, what the line is before I before I make a final decision. Okay. Because if it's if it's three points. It's three, three and a half. I'm probably going to go Seahawks. Now, I, I think that is the only game that's up for grabs in my mind. Uh, I don't. Because you have home teams of San Francisco, Baltimore, Kansas City. I think that San Francisco will take care of Minnesota – I think that Baltimore is going to do more than take care of Tennessee. Um, and I'm confident that Kansas City didn't get the job done against Houston. So, where you, uh, you disagree with me, so where does your disagreement, where is it at? I think my only real disagreement, I, I think, I think it might be Houston, Kansas City. Okay. I think it might be, and, it, and it's not for the fact that Houston's offense is blowing me away because they're not. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that when Fuller is on the field, the Houston's offense is reaches another level. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't think "no" is the right word. I'm not confident in the Chiefs' defense. Like, they beat the Chargers 24-17. They beat the Raiders 40-9. They beat the Patriots 23-16. They beat the Broncos 23-3. They beat the Bears 26-3. And they beat the Chargers 31-21. What offense in that list is the most impressive offense to you? 
Not New England. No. Is it the Chargers? Uh... Is it the Bears? Like, what offense in there te- is, like, screaming, like, that's an impressive offense? They are good. So, do you think that Hopkins will give them – is, like, more prolific than anybody that they've seen yet? I think I think Hopkins and Fuller's will get, Fuller will give them fits. Now, to fits, to give them – to give it a little bit of, of – of back luck here, they lost to the Titans 35 to 32. And the Titans offense is better under Tannehill. Okay. I don't disagree with that at all, actually. I think I think I think Tennessee is the better running back, but I think that the Texans have the better quarterback and the better wide receivers. So like for to just give this to you, like Tannehill went thirteen of nineteen for one eighty one and two scores. Henry went twenty three for one eighty eight and two. And the Tennessee's touchdowns were by tight ends. Well, there you have it. So to me it's one of those things where it's like I don't entirely trust the Chiefs defense. So I'm going to lean Houston. All right. Don't hate it. Now we've covered three games, so that means there's one game left that you didn't watch. All right. Get angry. I know, I want to see it. I'm I I don't think angry is the well. Angry is the right word. I, I'm angry, but I'm not like. Oh. I'm not like. I'm not going to throw things against the wall because then that just makes me a sore loser, and I don't like being a sore loser. Okay. Um, the Patriots have their issues. That that is not going to get denied by a single person that you talk to. I think issue number one is their quarterback. Uh, you know I love Tom more than I may love people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how I feel about uh, Bill. Yeah, terrible coach. Got to get him up out of here. I don't like him. <laughs> um, Same. The Patriots' issues this year were because they, they infused younger receivers into their offense and tried to uh, – basically do an on-the-spot rebuild of their wide receiver position. That is what they tried to do. And it didn't work because, uh, well, if you couldn't put it together, Tom Brady did not throw them the ball. But so don't they – Don't they... It's one of those things where it's like, if he is going to come back next year, and, and I, have, I have documented that I believe that he will, uh, for for various reasons that I will get to in a mm-hmm. minute, but if you believe that he's going to come back next year, if you're if you're looking at something in this puzzle that is the Patriots, and you're looking at it and you're saying what went wrong this year, it's two things for me. Their wide receivers were trash bags with holes in them, and their offense looked just inept overall. So how do they fix that? Well, one, their entire offensive line comes back next year after being hurt all year long. 
Uh, they lost their center before the season started because of blood clots. I hope he's better. I hope he comes back next year 100%. They lost one of their tackles earlier in the year for the entirety because of, of a leg injury. And then they were in and out of the lineup between guys, and, and they never really recovered offensively until the last couple of weeks. Uh, <clears throat> they had more guys on the foundation of their team offensively on IR than they did actually play games this year. Okay. So, like, the Patriots offense really relies around big, strong offensive, offensive line and a fullback. And by the end of the year, they were using a Landon Collins as a fullback. So, they – You don't know who a Landon Collins is. He's the linebacker. Yeah. That, because usually good fullbacks can do both. Usually good fullbacks can do anything. It's valid. Um – so, so there were issues offensively with injuries. There were issues offensively with uh, trust. There was issues just all across the board offensively. Well, you lose um, Josh Gordon. Um, you once again get rid of Antonio. I shouldn't say once again. You just get rid of Antonio Brown in the first place. Um, right. Nikhil Harry, in my mind, came on too late, seeing that Bill trusted him. See, see, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry came on to me too late, and it's and it's not one of it's not a too late type of a thing. It was a um, did not uh, get allowed into the inner circle before it was. Ah, uh, I see. Like he was allowed into the inner circle like the last like three games of the year. Julian was Julian, but he was all alone. I uh, I actually really like Phil Dorsett. Um, I don't know his exact production numbers, but usually when I saw him, like I just straight up eye test seemed to be fine. Um, but again, when you look at what they lost, what they lost was far greater than the sum, you know? So, so here's, so here's, so here's what I said to a couple people that I, uh, who decided to, uh, attack. I was going to say there you, you were, I bet you got your shit chirped. I, I got my um, is is look if you're if you're looking at this Patriots team from the beginning of the season to the end of the season and you looked at it week two week three and looked at that roster first of all if you told me at the end of the year that Antonio Brown Josh Gordon and a hurt Julian Edelman are like well Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon are mm-hmm. I would have told you we're not going to make the playoffs. Would have told you that right off the bat. Um, if if Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon are still in New England, they are not only not playing this past weekend; they are going to they are playing this weekend against the Texans. In my in my opinion, I could be wrong. I could be I could just be a homer, and that's fine. But you're but. It, I, to me, it's one of those things where it's like if Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon, I'm not going to say anything bad about Josh Gordon. If Antonio Brown's not a dumbass, well, that's just asking. It's flat out it's asking gr- grass to be yellow. Well, that's possible. It's asking grass to be blue or whatever the hell color is not green. It's asking r- grass to be red, and that's just not possible. Nope. Um, if Antonio Brown wasn't a dumbass. He would still be on the Patriots. Oh, completely agree. If Josh Gordon didn't didn't unfortunately go back to being Josh Gordon, he would still be on the Patriots. 
and Julian Edelman would be healthier than he is now. Well, didn't didn't Josh Gordon go to the Seahawks before getting suspended? He went to the Seahawks for for a week, and then they put him on the example. Yeah, yeah. So, to me, it's 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 one of those things where it's like if, if you still have Antonio Brown, you still have Josh Gordon on this team. Julian Edelman is healthier. Julian Edelman would not have played most of the weeks that he played because of whatever the hell is wrong with him, with his ribs, with his ankles, with something. Uh, a healthier Julian Edelman. Uh, a healthier Nikhil Harry. And a more productive Philip Dorsett. That means that you wouldn't have Sanu, which I'm totally okay with. Because <laughs> Sanu really was really came on late and did not do anything when it mattered. Okay. Um, so, to me, it's one of those things where it's like we're going back to the original argument where the Patriots decided to do a wide receiver rebuild over, over the season. And it didn't work out because Edelman got hurt. He doesn't trust anybody else. And when everybody else got the ball, they got key drops. So, if you're looking at this from a wide-angle lens, to possibly me, a sky can. three ways. It gets solved three ways. This is just to me. You fire your wide receivers, coach. All right. Your wide receivers, coach, right now also happens to be your special teams coordinator. Totally fine with him leaving, too. Oh, okay. Uh, So you get rid of your wide receivers, coach, because at the end of the day, the wide receivers were not producing and were not developing the way that they should have been. They were all running Matthew Slater routes, and they couldn't catch the ball. Am, am I wrong in that in that assessment of the wide receiver? I mean, at least from the ones that I watched, no. So, yeah. but you also watch uh, far more than me. I, but I, so I, I definitely don't disagree. Uh, if Josh McDaniels leaves, I am happy. If he stays, I'm fine. But I think if he leaves, it'd be better. Okay. Because you infuse you infuse new thinking, new philosophy, new. Uh, a fresh air into that offense. And and I like McDaniels. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. I think I think he's really creative when it comes to using guys in, in different ways. It's just right now on this team, what he's using isn't working. And it could be because of the weapons. It could be because of the players. It could be whatever. But it's just whatever is going on is not working well. So I think if you went to uh, Carolina, I think it would work better because you have Christian McCaffrey – and Cam Newton. It hurts how good he is. Yeah. So good. So good. I do not think that Mark Ingram will have as good of a season next year as he has this season. Um, but I think Christian McCaffrey will have equally good of a season. Christian McCaffrey is always going to have a good year no matter who, no matter what. So let's just end that conversation. Oh, yeah. No. Com- complete um, agreement. The third thing I think – is you need to know quickly, and I do mean quickly, whether or not you're bringing Tom back. If you're bringing Tom back, yes. Have him find a new offensive coordinator. Have him find have it. Have him find somebody. Oh, I. I think I. I think I know who I want as offensive coordinator for Tom Brady, but I don't know if Tom wants him. I got a good name. That's the issue that we've all had is that we don't know who Tom wants. We don't. We we always have to do whatever Tom wants, and that's. Half the reason why I want him to leave. I got a good name here. But this should be good. Patriots offensive coordinator. He's been a part of the organization before. 
Give me Randy Moss. That'd be interesting. That'd be a fun one. That would be a fun one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that one. That'd I mean, it'd just be Electric City, like whether it goes well or not, because he already knows what it takes to be successful in the Patriots organization. Um, See here. Here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say. They I'm love each other. I will. I will raise you one better. I will raise. No, you one not Gronk. Bring him. Bring no. Bring him in as a wide receiver. Sure. Randy Moss as a wide receiver's coach would be electric. Uh, and have uh, who am I thinking about? Whom I, I have? And bring Chad O'Shea in as offensive oh coordinator. My God. <laughs> oh no! You know what? That's a uh, when when was he with? Because he was with the Dolphins. And he was with the Dolphins this season, then they got fired, and he was with the Patriots before that. Okay, so then why do you want him back if he was fired? No, he got fired by the uh, Dolphins. He didn't get fired. By I the know. Patriots. He left the Patriots to go to but the Dolphins. Isn't people getting fired a sign that they're bad? Uh, you you really think that the Dolphins' offense was bad in the last like three weeks of the season? Wait, well, why did he get fired? Because they brought in Chan freaking Galen. Sure. Because he and Fitzpatrick apparently have a rapport. I don't know. I don't know. But but to me, it's it's one of those things where it's like I think I think they need to bring a new life into this offense. Now that being said, I'm going on record with this. I am as confident in this as I am picking up a rink. Interesting. I'll drop it once. I'll drop it. But it'll get up. Uh, I think Tom Brady will come back to the Patriots. Yeah, I don't see why not. If you if you asked me this question a week ago, I would have said he's off to the Chargers. I just don't see him ever not playing for the Patriots. See, see, I I would have agreed with you. I think I would have agreed with you at the beginning of the season. As the season's gone on, I think I think he's left breadcrumbs that he wants to leave. I think those breadcrumbs are now gone and vacuumed. And the reason I say that is because you're telling me that Tom Brady is going to leave the Patriots after an illustrious career with six Super Bowls with the ability to basically run as mayor of New York of Boston and get a unanimous vote. But you're telling me that he's going to leave on a pick six? No. He's no he's no Jameis Winston. His, his final pass as a New England Patriot will not be a pick six. I refuse to believe that. I don't, I don't disagree. So I think, if they, I think if they lost and it turned into a, like a, a 35 to 24 game and he didn't throw any picks and, and he, you know, they just got outplayed, I, I, think he, I, think they, I think he would be gone. But the way that the game ended with the way that everything happened – I find it really hard to believe now that he's going to leave. Okay. Um, if you if you had asked me if we had this conversation last week, you then asked me who would the new quarterback be. I'm about to rock everyone's fucking socks off. Patriots trade for Marcus Mariota, or Patriots or, trade for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. This would be. This would be even fun for everybody else. The Patriots trade for Jacoby Brissett back. 
honestly, I love him. I, I mean, with all of the weapons and injuries they were dealt, I can't believe that they're trying to – well, they have gotten somebody else because didn't they end up going – getting Phil Rivers? Or is that just still a rumor? That's still a rumor because nobody's allowed to sign with anybody now. Um, but, but my understanding is that the Colts are going to go in a different direction of quarterback. And uh, it will probably be Phillip Rivers. And uh, I, if, if Tom does not come back, I would not be shocked if they decided to trade for Jacoby Brissett. Would not at all be shocked about that. Because they know him. He knows the offense. He understands this team. And he did very well developing players as the season went on in Indy. Even though they were terrible towards the end of the year because everybody got hurt. He did a good job with that offense without Andrew Luck. I, I think mentally, I think that he did a better job than he would did a better job than Andrew Luck would have, would have done. In Indy. Well, and I think no matter who's behind center for new England, they need better weapons. Right. I, I, right. They do. They absolutely do. They need better weapons, but it's one of those things where it's like the Patriots Use the second round pick on Nikhil Harry. They have Jacoby Myers, who did pretty well when he played. Okay. And they have Sanu for another year. They have Dorsett for another year. They have Edelman for a while. They just need a tight end. That's just really what this comes down to. They need a tight end. I think this draft is a really good chance for tight ends. But again, it's going to be about developing the player as a player. They need to develop receivers. They need to develop weapons. I don't know if Tom Brady is willing to do that. I know Jacoby Brissett would do it. I just don't know if Tom is. And that's the issue because if Tom comes back, they need to give him weapons. Yeah. If he doesn't, I think they're comfortable enough with the group that they have and with a new quarterback to say, hey, let's, 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 you know, spend some time. Let's, let's grow the rapport because Tom Brady's not going to show up to minicamp. We all know this. He's not going to show up to OTAs. He's not going to do any of that. He's going to go to his cabin in Montana with Edelman, maybe Nikhil Harry, maybe Sanu, if if he comes back. Maybe Antonio Brown. If he, if he comes, yeah, I doubt it. Antonio, which is which, which, which actually that's another part of the conversation I'm going to take to in a second. But that's what's going to happen when he comes back. He's going to take everybody to Montana with him who's not like a newly drafted receiver, and then that's the end of that conversation. If he goes to the Chargers, like I think he will, uh, he'll go to OTAs. He'll go to minicamp. There might even be a new weapon, new shiny toy for him in the, in Los Angeles. His name might be Antonio Brown. AB did say 2020 only want to play with Tom Brady or no play. Very grammatically correct. And he's not going to go back to New England. Um. Well, I think Antonio Brown will play next season. I do not think it will be with Tom Brady in any shape or fashion. Um, I think I, I think the only way that those two play together is if Tom Brady goes to the Chargers. I really do believe that. And if the Chargers are willing to deal with him. Um, the Chargers will be willing to deal with him because they are going to be the ones that are going to sell tickets in that new stadium that they refuse, refuse to move to, back to San Diego for. Oh, it's called them San Diego Chargers. That's fine. Oh, everyone should. If you don't call them the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, I really don't know what's wrong with you. Or the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. I, really <laughs> I kind of like that one, actually. <laughs> um, so, 
So, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, if Tom decides to leave, Antonio Brown will go with him. If Tom decides to stay, Antonio Brown will just still be a sitting duck somewhere, just splitting around in the river. All right. There we go. So then, as we look towards next Saturday and next Sunday, who do you – you have San Francisco over Minnesota, correct? Yes. You have Baltimore over Tennessee? Yes. In a close game. Close. I just think Baltimore's defense will be good enough at stopping Mark Ingram. I agree. That's it. Um, you said Green Bay Seattle's a toss-up for you based on betting lines. Uh, I, I think Seattle's a toss-up for me, but I'm going to go Green Bay. Okay. And then Houston, Kansas City at Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins, but I think it's closer with Houston. I think that's the bet that's the best shot for America to get out of I was gonna say that's the that's the game I'm most excited for because I think it's the closest. But if last week was any inclination, I'm gonna be really wrong and we're in for a wild ride. We're in for a very wild ride. And I'm excited. I'm very excited. Because now we also get the one of my favorite arguments, and also uh, we're also going to talk about – I'm going to use this as a launching pad for our next subject, rest versus rust. Uh-huh. The, the, the old classic rest versus rust argument. Yeah. Where you have four teams that have been sitting for two weeks and four teams that are fresh-ish. So now all the teams that are more fresh don't aren't playing at home, but, hey, that's on them. So then as we look to continue on with the wonderful sport of oval ball, college football championship. Yes. How upset are you? I'm actually really upset. The one time that I root for Ohio State and they treat me like this is they should be ashamed. I was on I was on board. I was rooting. I was I wanted Blocko Cocho. I think the country wanted it for the Joe Burrow story. Yep. Um, I think Burrow that the wanted it for the Joe Burrow story. The what? Burrow wanted it for the Joe Burrow story. Yes, and plus he also really he he loves. I mean, he really likes those guys that he played with back at Ohio State. So because he was with, I think when Burrow came in, he was with Cardale, J.T. Barrett, and Dwayne Haskins all in the quarterback room. How fun! of a quarterback room must that have been like they feel like that's a fun room honestly oh it would have been an absolute blast even if they're like hey freshman you can't talk oh it would have been uh incredible but i think that the tigers versus tiger story kind of sucks really do i had somebody tell me well we get tigers versus tigers i think that think that storyline just blows so while I'm happy or not happy to hear about Coach Oblacco, the one team that I want to win is still there, is still in it. Yes. Now, LSU in the first quarter, and I mean the first quarter alone, stumbled and Oklahoma kept it a game in the first quarter to where, you know, Oklahoma's responding with touchdowns. They were also responding back with field goals. So, to me, if Clemson wants to have any chance of winning, they're going to have to come out and punch them square in the mouth and do it quickly. Um, scoring on at least their first two drives 
and just trying to keep their boot on their neck. That's yeah. that's about it. That's about all I can think because LSU is like a fine wine. They just get better as time goes on. Yep. And second half, they always play better, or at least consistently play better. Um, maybe not all their games, but consistently play better uh, in the second half. So who knows? Personally, at 2020 hindsight, I would have rather seen Alabama play LSU again, but whatever. I think, I think if two is healthy, I'd rather see Alabama LSU. I'd much rather see that. But I well, think, he declared for the draft, so he must be healthy. I, I think for me, it's one of those things where it's like I look. Well, all right, I'm, that's a different conversation. Uh, I, I look at this matchup, and I think honestly, this is probably the best matchup we could have gotten because I think that these two are the best teams that, that play college football. Clemson does not have the strongest schedule in the world. We know that but they are a team that has been there, gets the job done, and and sticks around. They're annoyingly around. Um, to me, uh, LSU is the best team in college football, by far and away. If Clemson wins, we'll, st- we'll still say that LSU is the best team in college football, but Clemson beat them. Clemson's okay. a dynasty right now, but I think LSU this year is the best team in college football. I, I think I think Burrow and I think uh, uh, Brady and I think all of those guys, Joe Brady, for the people that think I'm th- that think I'm talking about Tom Brady, uh, <laughs> I, I think they found something in the Ohio State tape of the Clemson defense, and I think they will exploit it. And I think LSU. I, honestly, you said that you'd take the over at a hundred. I think that's high. I would take the over up until about eighty-five, ninety. Yep. I mean, if you want to buy a ticket, they're nine hundred bucks at the moment. Pretty, pretty casual. I I think I'd rather spend my nine hundred dollars uh, on betting the over on something else. Just me. Uh, yes. Maybe betting the over. Maybe betting the over is the is what I'm spending my nine hundred bucks on. Now this hurts to come out of my mouth. Right now, with no hindsight, not even knowing how this next game is going to go. Yes. And even fully aware that Trevor Lawrence will be back next season. Yes. I think Ohio State's going to win the championship next year. Okay. I think that this is going to be burned into Justin Fields' head, that last throw. He probably thinks about it at least every half hour, if not more than right. every half hour yep. um, in his dreams, in his nightmares. I think he'll be back in New York okay. sometime for Heisman, whether he wins it or not, very different story. But I okay. do think that he will be in the running. And I do think that they will stay the one or the two seed. And I think they win it because I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Clemson's continually going to be their own competition. And now that they're 0-3 to them in the past five years – I don't. I mean, that's a terrible track record. Um, do you think that that call screwed them? No. I don't. I'm alone in saying no. I, I think I don't think the call screwed them, but I think I think it did hurt them. I do think it hurt them. I'm going to agree at the end with. Of the day, at the end of the day, Clemson won on a walk-off touchdown. Well, and then the interception. 
Right, right, right. But but they they essentially won on a walk off touchdown. Right. They offensively, both of those teams were going back and forth at that point. So so if you're saying that that Ohio State would have scored there, Clemson probably would have scored there too. I'm not disagreeing with that. that I'm at the point that we had in the game. Both teams were having their way with the defenses. I think Ohio State was having a little bit of a tougher time against Clemson's defense, but I think I think that uh, offensively, Ohio State wasn't doing much, but they were they were getting the possessions and the drive that they needed to get. I think Clemson was having their way with with the Ohio State defense. I th- I don't think the fumble six would have done anything. I think it would have. I, I think Clemson would have drove on the next drive and scored anyway. So to me, I, I don't think it affected the outcome as much as Ohio State people would like to think that it affected the outcome. The this is. I mean, I'm I'm back and forth because it, to me, it most certainly affected momentum. But the only reason why I'm saying that it wasn't the you know the sole reason for the outcome of the game is because they got the ball back. They still had that opportunity to win, where they still could have marched down the field and 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 scored. Do I think right. it was the wrong call? Yes, I do. The guy took four steps, had possession, bananas. Look, honestly, I, I don't think we knew. I don't think we knew. I don't. Again, I don't think we know what a catch is. Anymore. <laughs> I don't think we know what a catch is. You're not wrong, which is absolutely insane. I I don't think we know. Uh, a lot anymore. I don't think we know what it catches anymore. I, I don't. The I think the argument there was that he wasn't making a football move. I think yeah, well, that's what the hell's a move then? We don't know. I think that's the only argument that we that that I think is is presented is that he didn't make a football move. And, and was running isn't running a football move. I don't he, know. He was was he running or was he just like taking four steps in the same spot? I think that. Well, because he was getting tackled. Right. So. So I think that's what their point was, was that because the defender was there and he wasn't able to uh, complete the process or, or something, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what a catch is anymore. No one knows what a catch is anymore. If you had, if you put a gun to my head, I would have told you that was a fumble on the spot. If you then put a gun to my head and asked me if Ohio State was going to win that game, I still would have told you no. Yeah, I, I'm – I'm I think, I think, in the same I, I boat, think not of, similar. I think instead of Clemson winning, I think we go to overtime instead. I think that's what would have happened. Sure. That's, that's just my fundamental belief. I believe that instead of uh, instead of Clemson winning by – what, they win by a touchdown? Uh, I think they won by less than that. Let me they won see. by six. They won by six. So yeah. instead of Clemson winning by six – I think in, instead it turns into uh, we go to overtime. Sure. There we go. Um, that is all that I have for football. And anything else is really, you know, substandard at the moment. But Everything's made up and the points don't matter anymore. The only other thing I have is that now that Mike McCarthy is the Dallas Cowboys head coach, he had a sleepover with Jerry Jones. Yeah. 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 Two grown men having a sleepover. You tell me that's not weird. That's weird. Uh, is it? Is it more or less weird than Jim Harbaugh having a sleepover with recruits? That's less weird. Bingo. It's less weird. <laughs> and 
it's, and it's not even close. Told you. One climbs trees, the other's dumb. Yeah. I think that they literally just sat, One sat down. Trees, the other's a drunk. They probably watched some NFL games, or maybe they watched tape or something. They had an awesome dinner, some probably some Johnny Walker, because that's what a uh, Jerry loves. Maybe maybe watch some Remember the Titans or uh, <laughs> or uh, whatever the other football movie is, and uh, just call it night. Friday Night Lights. Probably watch some Friday Night Lights on top of it. Bonded over random things that they figured out that they have in common. Yeah. Jerry wine and dined him, and he got his man. Yeah. I, I think it was a great night. I would have probably loved to hang out with them that night. Uh, I would have loved to hang out with them that night, too. Bingo. Well, do you have LSU as your champion as well? Uh, I do have LSU as my champion. Okay. Do you think – let's see. Do you know what the spread is? Do you think they will cover the spread? Yes, I do know what the spread is. I do know what it is right now. It is uh, Clemson uh, – LSU minus six. Okay. With an under over of 69 and a half. <laughs> nice, and I'm smashing it. Smashing it. I will take LSU minus six. I will take the over, and I will uh, take my money, count it, and uh, walk towards uh, freedom. I could easily see this being a 45-35 game. I could easily see this being a 45-40 game. Sure, sure. By all means. That means they won't cover the spread, though. Yes. I'm yeah. not taking the spread. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I just did 45-40 just to, to you know, one-up you five points. But, yeah, I feel you. To, to smash that over a little bit more. Well, folks, yeah. smash the over. Go Tagas. You have anything else for the good people? Uh, I do. I do. Uh, if you decided that you wanted to have a little fun, at the expressive at the expense of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And you want to go to mybookie.com and uh, go to the US politics section of the page. Oh god. There's uh, a couple things that I I think you and I will both enjoy as we go through this together, okay? No, no. Yes, 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 trust me. Trust me, trust me, trust me. You're going to enjoy this as much as I am. Uh <clears throat> The first, and you have to bet this by uh, January 20th, so you have 14 days. Good luck, everybody. Uh, Which terrorist will Trump capture or kill next? Next. There is a list of one, two, three, four. There's a list of about 25 people. Honestly, you probably put a dollar on all of them, and you're making your 25-plus back. Yeah. Uh, Will Trump reinstate the draft during his presidency? The yes is plus 300 right now. That's a pretty good value, I think. Mm, no. Minus 500 is also the other one. For, In, for no. For no. I'll say no. Uh, will the Ayatollah be alive when Trump leaves office? Jesus. I looked at the age of the Ayatollah. He is the same age as Trump. So I'm saying yes per, for plus 500. I feel like that's easy. That's free money right there. Uh, will U.S. troops be on the ground before Trump leaves office? Yes is plus 550 there, by the way, for the people at home. <laughs> uh, 
what country will join Iran and declare war against the United States? There's a list of like 10 countries. Uh, my personal favorite is North Korea right now is a minus 120. Oh, some decent odds. Finland is on this list. Italy is on this list. That's it's just that's just a couple for you. Will Switzerland choose a side in Iran versus the United States? Will and what? What was that one? Will, will Switzerland take a side in Iran uh, versus the United States? This is a bananas website. <laughs> what do you think the no odds are? <laughs> Minus six thousand. Minus three thousand. I I trusted you more, Switzerland. Yes, yes is plus seven fifty. By the way, uh, those are not bad odds, though. If France enters the conflict, how long until they surrender? <laughs> Over or under forty-seven and a half days? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can't take the under, Jim. <laughs> so there you go. There's your uh, there's your entertainment short of me sending you all individually memes of World War Three. Oh man, I'll tell you what. We talked about Twitter moments of the decade. I've already penciled this in as number one, a very strong candidate for um, Twitter memes of 2020. They've already placed themselves in candidate for the decade. Where we're all going to want to go back and we'll be like, hey, remember when we tried to make light of a very serious issue just because we are all don't want to think about the real consequences that could happen? Same yeah. here. Let's make fun of it. And frankly, I loved it. Loved it. You know what? You know what I'm going to enjoy, honestly? And I'm going to enjoy this a lot um, because I, I, I'm making bold predictions as we go along. Sure. If Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl. Seven. That's seven. Yes, that is seven. Thank you. It's a bullshit. Um, there is somebody on this earth who has already cut together a we all declared Tom Brady dead on January first, twenty twenty. Oh, it's probably it's probably Bill Belichick. He probably he probably did that. He probably stayed up till five AM doing that shit. No, but like ninety five percent of it's Nick Wright. Mmm. <laughs> so if he does, there you go. What, Jerry Thornton? No, I don't think it's Jerry Thornton. It's going to be some random guy that nobody's ever heard of. Oh, yeah, and his burner's just going to be a Photoshopped goat head onto uh, Brady. Oh. Yes, it is. <laughs> or when we can get gifts as um, backgrounds, it'll be Brady going, let's go, as yep. a gif, just screaming it. So... Glad, glad we could agree on this. There's uh, still so many cliches. Yep, there's a lot of them. And they're all okay with having the same AVI photo. Yeah. All okay with it. They're all okay with it. They don't have a problem with it at all. I do. Get your, get your head out of your butt. Be creative, damn it. We don't have a problem with it. So, uh, I guess I guess finally for me, as we know that the Patriots will now be selecting 23rd overall. Mm. Um. A quick, a quick, quick shout out to uh, Yeter Gross Matos of Penn State for being for being a mock selection of that.
If you don't know who Yeter Gross Matos is, you're not alone. I didn't until I just Googled him, but Penn State, pretty good. Penn State, pretty good. Pretty, Defen- pretty, pretty, pretty good. Defensive end, sure. Beef that defensive lineup that's already really good some more. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why the hell not? Why not? Why not? Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt to have a good, uh, good uh, offensive and defensive line. True. It, we've we've learned this before with the with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Does not hurt. Ouch. Does, does not hurt. Ouch. Do you think a uh, Mike McCarthy walked in on Jason Garrett cleaning out his office and like ah? Hey. Can I, can I do something? Can I can I say something else? Hey, how's it going? Sure. I, I think I think. Mike McCarthy walked in on Jason Garrett cleaning out his bedroom in Jerry Jones' house. <laughs> oh, this uh, is my room now? Sweet. Yeah. There you go. It, it hurts because it has his own bathroom, too. Yeah. So. Um, Wade Phillips is also out. What? I said Wade Phillips is also out. He's been informed. Uh, he he should be the next DC in Cleveland. I firmly, firmly believe this. Uh, I miss Greg Williams, but that's a very different conversation. So yeah. Um. All right. That's a. Um, I can't. I have nothing else on my list. I created an, an itinerary. I hope everybody goes out and watches the end all be all to Jeopardy, where they will fight to the death with wooden mallets. Alex Trebek, twenty twenty. I would love that. We'll see, you folks. He's soon. Canadian. I don't care. I, I want him. I'm okay with that, though. Sure. I'm okay with it. Peace. Bye bye.